Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Every parent wants their child to have the best education, but when they think about homeschooling, they dismiss it due to self-doubt. After remote learning became a reality to parents during the pandemic, many are now faced with the decision of sending their children back into the classroom or continuing with home education. My guest today is author Dorenda Wilson. She is here to discuss how we can simplify the homeschooling process. We don't need to feel overwhelmed by the idea because we are all qualified. Join me here today to hear how you can take control in your child's education with confidence and simplify the process while doing so. But before we get to the conversation, I wanted to ask you if you've been enjoying my new book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity. I've heard really great feedback and I've been really blown away by the positive responses, but I do have a huge favor. Would you head over to Amazon and leave a quick review? It helps other readers find the book and it prompts the publisher to print more copies to keep the book in stock. Thank you so much in advance for this. I've included an easily accessible link in the show notes for you to easily find it. All right, the big thing this week, and I will say this has been all consuming and it's quite a coincidence that the episode that is airing today was supposed to air today. And that is the idea of homeschooling. So it has been on my mind and on my heart for the last several years. I just never really thought that I could I could do it. But after talking to Dorinda, after researching, after talking to friends, after, I don't know, just really thinking through the structure of my days, how I want my days to go, I think we've come to the conclusion that we want to homeschool our kids, at least for this year. I think that a trial run is the way to go. And maybe some of you are like, no, I want to dive all in. But for me, I'm like, no, I just, I want a year. I want to see if I'm romanticizing it. I want to see what it's like with our family members and the ages. I want to see how this goes. So again, this has just been like an all-consuming thought with me for probably three weeks now, and it's been hard to think about anything else. But our daughter would be getting ready to start public school here in the next week. And so we're just trying to make that final decision. And yeah, it's funny that this episode is airing this week. So I guess that doesn't have a ton to do with minimalism. It was more of just a coincidence. But I would say... I guess this is where minimalism comes into play. Because I live a minimalist lifestyle, I have more space to do this. It doesn't feel as overwhelming to me in the certain, I don't know, maybe transitional parts of our day. The academic element doesn't stress me out as much either just because my degree is in teaching and so I feel confident with that, though it was for the older students. Anyways, I digress. With minimalism, I am able to prioritize what's important, know how to structure my time well when I actually do sit down and it's right out of schedule. And I don't say yes to things that aren't something my husband and I have deemed priority for our family. It's it's something that can be really hard to do because in the past I have been such a people pleaser and I say yes to everything. But because I feel like I've set up certain boundaries in my life at this point, I feel like I have more time to just give myself to my kids in this stage. So Maybe you'll listen to this a week after it airs and we'll have decided to send her to public school, but it's just been something that is on my heart, on my mind. I haven't talked about it publicly, but I thought I'd fill you guys in. I wanted to make one last note, and that is 
I want to preface this episode by saying that I know not everyone is going to have interest in homeschool, but I do think that Dorinda provides a lot of wisdom in regards to just being teachers of our children. Whether we're working moms or stay-at-home moms, I think there's always space to teach, and we are always teaching our children. I think we just don't view it like that in the moment. So anyways, I hope this episode is really helpful for those that are curious. Let's not put it off any further. Here's Dorinda Wilson. Dorinda, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you for having me. As I was just saying to you before we got to recording, I am so excited to have you here to discuss homeschooling and the four-hour school day. So before we get into our conversation, let's just have you introduce yourself to listeners that may not be familiar with you. Okay, yes. I am Dorenda Wilson. I'm married to Daryl. We have been married for 31 years. We have eight kids ages 16 to 30. We've homeschooled them all from the beginning. So we have seven graduated so far. Um, we also have our seventh grandbaby on the way. So we've been homeschooling for over 25 years. Wow, that's incredible. I can imagine that the holidays are really fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> they are and loud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, you wrote this book called The Four Hour School Day. And to me, I feel like you're being really intentional with your time if you're going to condense the eight hour school day in a public school system to four hours. So, my question before we get into that book is if you consider yourself a minimalist? I would say yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm surprised to hear you say that, but why do you consider yourself to be a minimalist? <laughs> well, I've just often found that um, simplicity is, it just leaves so much space for me to be able to think and to make more intentional decisions. And um, in, even in my home, I, I've always liked things organized and, you know, counters cleared off, things like that, just mm-hmm. because I can think better. And um, and that was no uh, small challenge with eight kids, let me tell you. <laughs> I'm absolutely, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I can barely keep up with three sometimes. So I'm <laughs> sure eight. But I think also when you have eight, you probably, I think that if you're not structuring your days and getting getting really organized, that everything really does fall apart. So I'm sure that you do have to really maintain a schedule and a structure or else I think it would just be chaos all the time. You do. It's it's like, I call it, um, I like to call it flexibility within a routine. So we have a routine, but there's some flexibility in there too, because with eight kids, there's often some other variable in the equation that goes on. And so it was just like this kind of this little dance that we did and, um, and and it seemed to work, but I think having that, uh, having routine and having some structure is very, very important. And kids really need that. I need it. My kids needed it. And they, they really thrived within that. No, that makes absolute sense. Well, let's get into our homeschooling discussion. I think just one of the first things I'd want to know is you've obviously homeschooled the eight at eight of your children, what advice do you have for parents who are just starting to homeschool? And I'm going to listen very closely because like I said, (laughs) I'm very interested in this topic. So what advice do you have for parents who are looking to start homeschooling? Right. I would say the first thing I would say absolutely is relax because you are more qualified than you realize. I think that is the biggest challenge for parents who are starting out homeschooling is thinking that they're not qualified. And uh, I talk a lot about this in my book. There's a lot of affirmation in there for parents because I believe that most of the time uh, parents are actually the best 
teachers for their kids. And what I mean by that is being a facilitator uh, of their education. So even as my kids got older, if, if I couldn't teach them something, I'm, I'm resourceful. I can find a place for them to learn it. Right. And so you learn along the way. But I think the important thing is, and this is something I went back to over and over again over the years, it's like, I want to enjoy my kids. I don't want to be so wound up and so stressed out that, you know, we can't have a good relationship. And so that meant that I had to sometimes, well, very often regroup, re-simplify. Um, but, but parents relax. Like I said, you are more qualified than you realize. And the other thing that I would say is ignore the naysayers. Ignore the people who are telling you, you can't do this because at the end of the day, these are your kids. You're responsible for them. You are their parents. You know them better than anyone. Um, You're more invested in their future than anyone. And why wouldn't you be the best person to facilitate their education? That's absolutely what I've told my husband and some family members when I've mentioned homeschooling in the past. I'm like, no one's going to teach them better than me because I actually want them to succeed. Mm -hmm. I have an investment in their success because they're ours. And I just, I love them and I want to raise them up and to get them into that period of adulthood and late teenage years. I want to be there alongside of them, I guess. So I always think that. I'm glad that you said that. That's absolutely true because education is about so much more than just math and reading and science and history. Um, It's about preparing our kids for life. And what better place for that to happen than a healthy home life where our kids are living life alongside of us and um, learning what it looks like to be a functioning, healthy adult. We model that for them through throughout all their growing up years. And so much is you know, more is caught than taught. And I think that's something we have to remember that saying the words doesn't make it so, but living it in front of our kids is a whole different ball game. And, um, and, and don't, you know, I don't want to tell anyone that it's, you know, easy, cheesy, you know, nothing's hard about homeschooling. There will be hard seasons, but I think it's important to remember um, not to give up, you know, as parents, when things get hard in our parenting, we don't stop parenting. We, we figure it out and we problem solve and we can do the same thing with their education. You know, home education can be an adventure. That's how I tried to look at it is I'm on this adventure with these kids and I don't know what this is all going to look like, but we're going to do this together. And when we run into obstacles, we're going to figure it out together. And um, I can tell you all these years later with mostly adult kids, we have a great relationship with all of our kids and they love being together and they, they love talking with us. We're a a cohesive family in a very healthy way as adults. And it's just, our kids have become some of our best friends. That absolutely makes sense. I'm glad to hear that. And one of the things I had thought through is that with a child that you maybe are struggling with, I think that to me, I guess I'm thinking, I don't necessarily want to send you away for eight hours a day and then only have a few hours in the evening to see you. If I feel like I'm struggling with you, I feel like I want to put more, even more time into our relationship to try and like heal that or to, I don't know, just get it back onto the right path. I don't know if that makes sense or not. That absolutely makes sense. And that's where, you know, just being in there with your kids every single day, being a warm, engaged, loving parent who loves your kids enough to not rush past the hard places in the relationship with them. And I think that was probably one of the greatest benefits of homeschooling for us is we had time to 
slow down and, and talk about, so what's happening right now? Why, why, uh, why are you responding to me like this? And how can we work on this together? And you're teaching your kids communication. You're teaching them that relationships matter and that it's worth taking the time to work things out. You're teaching them how to resolve conflict. I mean, there's so much they learn just in the relationship aspect of having them with you all day long. It's, it's about being intentional. I was reading a, a quote on minimalism and it said, minimalism is the, in, is the intentional promotion of the things we most value and the removal of anything that distracts us from it. Mm-hmm. And so we don't want to be distracted from healthy relationships because we've got this checklist that we got to get through. And, and this is a temptation for homeschoolers who are already homeschooling is, is we got to get through this checklist or, you know, we're not measuring up or whatever. Let's make um, not performance, the measuring stick, but purpose. Do you get stressed out when planning a vacation, where to go, what to do, where to stay? I've definitely needed some extra help choosing the perfect spot for my next family getaway, and that's why Apple Vacations is so great. As a minimalist, it's important to prioritize what matters most to me, and outsourcing the trip planning process really does take stress off my plate so I can focus on the priorities that I've already deemed most important. They're known as America's favorite vacation company for good reason. Just think of them as your one-stop shop for that next level vacation. Apple Vacations will help you plan your entire getaway with confidence from start to finish. We're talking personalized service, exceptional values, and so much more. Plus, you can choose the most gorgeous destinations like Mexico, the Caribbean, Central America, Hawaii, and the continental U.S. Each all-inclusive Apple Vacations package includes round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, meals, drinks, entertainment, and tips. Non-stop transfers are also included at no additional cost at select hotels, so the entire vacation is as seamless as possible. For a limited time, you can use promo code SAND75 and take $75 off your stay at Live Aqua in Cancun or Punta Canta. Just go to applevacations.com slash minimalistmoms to get the steal of a deal to your favorite Live Aqua resort today. Let's go into the book. And for your book, you are literally minimizing the amount of time spent on school. So I want to know more about this. And how can the same quality education be achieved in four hours? Okay. Well, I have talked to so many women specifically who were teachers and now homeschool their kids. And I asked them the question, you know, how much learning time actually happens in the classroom? And they said it was a fraction of the day because what you've got going on is if you ask a teacher or anyone in the educational field, what's the, you know, what are the most important things for uh, success in a classroom setting? And it's a low student to teacher ratio. So a traditional classroom has 25 to 30 kids at home. It's just you and your kids. You're like a personal tutor for them. And you get to choose the curriculum based on what you believe is best for your kids. And you can even do it together with your kids. So you get to choose what's a best fit for them. You also get to um, use the learning and teaching methods that are best for your child and for you. And so you get to make all of those decisions. And, um, and because of that, um, the, the learning time, um, it, it takes a lot less time to get through um, the daily lessons or whatever it is that you have in front of you to do. And when I say a four hour, that was like the max. So for our high schoolers, it would be four, sometimes a little more depending on the the child and what they were trying to accomplish at the time. But we felt it was very, very important for our kids to have a childhood. So we gave them a good chunk of time in every afternoon um, 
that they had as what we call sort of like, um, I guess I call it independent learning time. So we've got self-directed, we've got, um, sorry, we have uh, directed learning, which is what we did in the mornings, and then more self-directed learning happened in the afternoons. And so when you've got that low student to teacher ratio, it's just you and your kids, um, that makes the learning so much more efficient. 100%. Though with you, you did have eight children. So <laughs> I think that's so funny. Did you feel like you could really navigate that with all of them? I guess they're all like, once they get to a, an older age, they take a lot of that um, yes. learning and it becomes really independent learning. Yeah. And that's one thing I talk about in my book is um, nurturing independent learners and starting that very, very early and ways that you can do that so that by the time they're in high school, they're basically in charge of their own education. My kids, even in at younger ages, they would sometimes help pick out, how do you want to learn this? You know, Do you want to learn it this way? Do you want to learn it this way? And they would help make those decisions, which helps them own what they're doing. That's a huge part of successful homeschooling, I think, is that your kids own uh, more and more and more of their education. And so by the time my kids were in high school, they knew because I had told them ahead of time, when you get into high school, um, I'll be here as a resource, a point person, but you are going to do this. Um, and when you when you graduate, when you go across that stage and get your diploma, you will have earned it. It won't be because I was there telling you, you need to do this. You need to do this. It was because you did it. And, and that happened for every one of our kids. And it was sort of like a rite of passage. By the time they got to be freshmen, they were like, okay, I got to step up my game and I got to make sure, you know, I'm doing all the things, you know? <laughs> and so that, that independence is, is really important. And, um, and that can be, that can happen. It, it, it's a struggle for some, but uh, I, I would say overall, my kids, uh, they really did that at a fairly early age and it just kind of grew from there. Which I think independence is the goal when our kids turn 18. I think that's one of the things, the greatest things or the biggest thing, I, I guess, what word am I looking for? It's one of the things that I think you absolutely need going into adulthood yes. is independence and being able to either live on your own or get your first job or whatever, fill in the blank. Independence is so important. So I love that it prepares you in that way. Yeah, it does. And and the thing is, because we started earlier on, you know, our kids slowly learned how to make good decisions because they didn't always, I mean, they don't come to us knowing how to make decisions. It's something that they learn. And so as a homeschooling parent, you can give them opportunities to do that instead of me saying, okay, here's all the things you need to do and check off the, their heart is not going to be in that. We want it to be something they're engaged in and they're, you know, there's always some things they just have to kind of gut through, you know, that that's just, that's inevitable. But if we can make learning and their education, um, something that for the most part is enjoyable, our kids associate good feelings with learning. And, and that's what we want because we want to raise lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we kind of touched on this and you were saying how parents don't necessarily feel qualified to teach, but I want to hear more encouragement from you. And in your book specifically, how do you give parents confidence to take control of their children's education? Well, I'll just, I'll just share a couple of things. And I shared this earlier. Um, you know your kids better than anyone. You love them more than anyone, and you are more invested in their future than anyone. And we could never expect a teacher to care as deeply for our children as we do. And the other thing that I think is really important for parents to know is that 
um, it's a pretty accepted idea that if you spend more than 10,000 hours doing something that you're considered an expert in that field, um, whatever that is. And by the time your child is six years old, you have spent on average 16,000 hours with them. And so you are more than an expert, even by the time they're five and going into kindergarten. And so I think parents just often um, downplay their ability to really take this role on as a facilitator of their kids' education because for so long we've abdicated it to, to somebody else. But at the end of the day, ultimately we're responsible for it. And like I said, we care more deeply than anyone. And I have seen parents, oh my goodness, they will they will move mountains to make sure their kids have what they need. And you know, we live in a day and age where there's so much available to us. In fact, it feels sometimes like there's too much. We have so many resources and it really comes back to simplification, understanding that um, our kids don't need all the bells and the whistles and all of that. They just need us. If we are warm, engaged, loving parents, that is the best gift we can give our kids. And have you ever noticed how you naturally teach your kids along the way. You know, you just automatically are telling them this and telling them that, and we don't think about it. You know, in the early years, we taught them how to talk and how to walk and how to sit up and all these things. And then all of a sudden we get to kindergarten, we go, oh my goodness, I can't teach them how to read. Oh no, that is so not mm-hmm. true. And again, like I said, it's it's years before you get to the point, you know, most of us, we we know basic math and reading and spelling and writing. And so we can do, we can handle all of that easily in the early years and it doesn't have to be complicated. And then as they get older and it gets more complicated, again, we can be resourceful and find places where they can learn that from someone else. Yes, definitely. There are also great curriculums and they can help guide you. And it's not like you're necessarily just coming up with it all out of your pocket. There are great guides that can give you direction on how to do this. And then I know that a lot of people that I'm familiar with, they do co-ops. And so they'll have several different moms, a part of the co-op. And then maybe on Monday, this person teaches science and this person teaches this. And that's your special, I guess, that day. So I think that there are definitely ways to think outside the box and get creative with it to where it's not all just writing on you if you want it to be that way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, some people, when they first start, (coughs) excuse me, they have to, you know, they might, it's like when you're learning to bake, you know, you might buy the boxed cake mix to start Mm. with. And Mm -hmm. then after you've made the cake a few times, you realize, wait a minute, all that's in this is flour and sugar and baking powder. I can totally Mm -hmm. do this myself. And then, and then you start to you know, feel a little more relaxed and able to kind of, well, we're going to hand pick, you know, each thing that we're going to use. Cause often the box doesn't, everything in the box doesn't work for the child. And that's the other beautiful thing about homeschooling. If something's not working for them, it's okay. You know, we can take, we don't have to do everything in every program. And that's one thing I really want um, listeners who are thinking about homeschooling. You do not have to do all the things. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that I'm talking to minimalists because I can honestly say simplicity is really key when it comes Mm -hmm. to, to kids, you know, they, they have this amazing ability, um, to learn naturally when we just like have an environment for them where they're 
um, just free to explore and experiment, especially in those early years when, you know, those early developmental years, they need so much hands-on and just being outside. And they have this knack for being drawn to things that are interesting to them. And we can just sit back and watch and see and be a student of our kids and learn so much in those early years about kind of how they tick and how they think and how they respond to things. And that gives us great information for um, how best to homeschool them. And honestly, you know, they can learn so much on their own when they're ready. And I talk about this in the book. I, I talk about the different stages, you know, um, the early years and then the middle years and the later years and just developmentally how we can just so smoothly transition from one to the next. If we know our kids being okay with simplicity, I love what Albert Einstein said. He said, the definition of genius is taking the complex and making it simple. Mm -hmm. And so we can be handed something that appears to be complex. I feel like a lot of the traditional school has made things way more difficult difficult than they actually need to be for our kids and that our kids actually, like I said, thrive in simplicity. I definitely agree with that. Well, what is one final word of encouragement you'd give parents as they're considering making this decision? And I will say, I know that some parents do have to have two individuals working outside the home. I know that this isn't going to be necessarily applicable to everyone, but I think there also are sacrifices that people can make and maybe just need like a little push of extra motivation to say like, you can do this and you can be disciplined and sacrifice in other areas to make this happen if you really are wanting to. So I guess what is your word of encouragement to moms that are thinking about homeschooling their children in the future? Well, I, you, you pretty much nailed it on the head. I talk about that in the book. I talk about feeling stuck, thinking mm-hmm. that because I'm in this situation, I just can't homeschool my kids. And, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to write the book is because, you know, after this many years of homeschooling, I have met so many different families. And so in the book, there's actually several stories that um, I collected from mm-hmm. Uh, parents in many different situations, um, kids with learning disabilities, um, single moms, you know, just circumstances where a lot of people would say, oh, I I just can't do that. Don't be too quick to think that you can't. And then um, what you said was great. You know, when we really decide we want to be intentional about something, um, we are willing to make sacrifices and just deciding which ones you can make. Um, I feel like a mom, it's perfectly reasonable to think that a mom can work part-time and homeschool her kids. That is a very real possibility. I know lots and lots of homeschooling moms who do this. In fact, many homeschooling moms I know do work part-time and they you know, might work part-time from home. Some work part-time outside the home, but um, it really is doable. If you just put your thinking cap on and try to uh, really problem solve, um, I think understanding and, and this is the reason behind all of this is, is, is that I want parents to understand how valuable their role is in their children's lives. Mm-hmm. You're not just a side dish. You're a main dish when it comes to your kids. Um, you have, uh, you know, a very short amount of time to invest and our kids will spend most of their lives as adults. We have them for a short time. They say that the the days are long, but the years are short. And that is absolutely true. But understand that your role in your child's life is valuable and providing safety and security and stability 
is something that really only you can give them. And when you give that to them, they actually learn more easily and naturally. So it's not as much about choosing the perfect curriculum or having everything just right as much as um, it is about raising emotionally healthy, caring, contributing adults who are critical thinkers and problem solvers. Because if they're all of those things, they can do anything. Mm. No, that's a great word of advice. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you where listeners can find you and grab a copy of your book. Sure. You can go to DorindaWilson.com. The book is available there. Um, it's also available at uh, you know, Barnes & Noble and those major bookstores, uh, Zondervan.com. Um, and you can also find me at the Dorinda Wilson podcast and on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Well, Dorinda, this was wonderful. You've given me a lot to think about. I told you at the beginning prior to recording, but I'm going to share this episode with my husband. And I think that he'll really appreciate what you had to say as well. So I thank you for joining me. And I hope that this was just encouraging to moms. Like I said, if they're feeling that little push that maybe this helped push them over the edge into homeschooling this year. So I appreciate you. All right. Thank you for having me. What did you think of the episode? Like I said at the beginning, There is absolutely no pressure to feel like you need to homeschool if that's not something that you have felt prompted or inspired to do. This was really an episode for those that were more so teetering on the idea of it, but just needed a little bit of a boost of encouragement or for moms that are already homeschooling and just wanted to simplify the process a bit more. As I said, Dorinda was hugely impactful to me with some of the statistics she cited. And again, that doesn't mean that your way of schooling is worse than my way of schooling. We all are going to choose what's best for our families and what fits our children because, as she said, we know our children the best. So I hope this episode was helpful for you, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalismompodcast.com, and there you'll find the links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.